You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. It's your boy Smiles, and we back for another episode of the Music Impulse and the Uncle Urban Presents the Classic Experience. On this episode, I had to get my dog, the all knowledgeable, the this dude's just he know it come to music, geek culture, sports, whatever. Like this dude is like awesome, amazing. He 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 knows it all. My man Sam, aka Ivy of Ivy's Podcast. How you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on for one of these classic album experiences. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev had to ask you when I, when I thought about this idea. I was like, yo, who are some of the folks I know who really know they, they stuff for, for music? And just to hear the different stuff that everybody was going to choose was going to be the most interesting fact to me. So when I asked you and you were like, Kalisa Wonderland, I was like, yo. <laughs> If it was one artist I never thought anybody was gonna pick, <laughs> it was Khalees. <laughs> but you were like, nah, listen to this album. It's it's great, it's amazing. And Man, you were right. <laughs> I, I told you, bro. <laughs> Especially with the back history for the album. I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It came out in America two years ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a whole crazy story about that. And man, um, I want to say the Neptune and Star Trek, they were so ahead of their time to the point where I wish that they got a chance to kind of like redo and reset with what we know now, because it was a lot of risks taken with them between Pharrell having to sever his ties with Justin Timberlake because their label at the time was screwing over clips and we're shelving their albums from that to wonderland which is the craziest thing reading about this story was that they had singles out they're promoting the album and then out of nowhere virgin records pulled it at the last minute and it only released in the uk so yeah because that's always been an album that we've always known and go gone back to since i was in high school i remember like just reading about it and I was big. I started really getting to Neptunes back then. I was listening to NERD a lot at the time. And then everybody kept pointing. It's like, oh, go to Khaleesi's Wonderland. That's dinner days where we had to like download albums. Like, yeah, yeah we had to like go find the album to download. And shit, man, I was mind blown. I think I heard it eight years ago for the first time. Yeah, about eight years ago. And when I think of like the Neptune sound, what like what kicked them off in that whole run it starts with this honestly yeah, like, it starts with this album yeah i was telling you just hearing the sound and her voice and i was like this blend of the star trek neptune sound just it's amazing i lo- i loved it i loved it yeah it's man i was looking up uh cuz i remember also what made me hear it too if you don't know like 
for those that don't know, Tyler the Creator used to really be on Twitter a lot, like back in the day. He's not on there like he used to, but he used to just be tweeting randomly every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And one album he kept coming back to over the years, he kept saying, like, Khaleesi's Wonderland, like, did this for me, this, this, and that. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he said, like, those, like, N.E.R.D. and, like, Khaleesi and that whole Neptune's sound is what really birthed him. And he loves Khaleesi's Wonderland. He even said, like, on his 14th or 15th birthday, he happened to find a bootleg UK, a UK copy in Best Buy and bought it. <laughs> wow. Like, and you can hear his sound all like what what is now like we see his Tyler sound. You can hear that all in his album. You can hear that all in um. You can hear that all in his album. Even it was it's funny seeing like I'm seeing like kind of how styles come back now. I'm seeing what these like what these cool like. Uh, models, especially in the city, who are trying to like model and they're doing content creating, creating lookbooks. Mm. If you've ever really seen those people in the city, they look like Khalees like fucking 15, 16 years ago. Yep. What she's done, what she's done with their hair, how she's rock, like the fits that she rocks, it's kind of all comes back to her. And I just think that she really is an underrated pioneer of what an alternative, what an alternative sound is. What we know now is like alternative R&B. I kind of I put her in that category because she's she's clearly singing, but she has a form of like she's singing, she's hitting you with the flow that kind of comes off as rapping. Yeah. You hear like there's a lot of rock sounds in here. You hear like a lot of rock sounds. This is 2001. Niggas was not like on the guitar like that. You weren't really even Neptunes, they had to like tone down their sound from what they did with NERD. And outside of Noriega, because for some reason Noriega really loves that sound. That that's all the Noriega shit. Yeah, you can. You're they're very just raw sound. Always kind of is what I appreciate, and you kind of hear that in this album. Sadly, since it didn't, sadly since um this album didn't release, they kind of did right by her a little bit, and two records I believe. One of them actually three records. One went on this um compilation tape for it's called the best of NERD. It's Little Susie went on that one. She re-recorded Popular Thug and Flashback and put it on her Tasty album. So they yeah, kind so of... Uh, yeah, they said Nas yeah. uh, replaced Pusha T. Yeah. yeah um, I have my thoughts about... I think I would say I think her relationship with Nas indirectly ruined her relationship with um, Pharrell and them. That's just always been my thoughts. But... I, I can see that because... Hearing Papa, because well, ahead of time, I had never heard a Khalees album before this album, so bro, I had never heard Papa the Thug. So, hearing Papa Thug with Pusha T, and I was like, yo, I can see I could just from that one verse, I was like, I can see how this dude was meant to kind of go off and be like a solo artist just from hearing that. And I like now because it's funny, like looking back on it now, because when you know what, when you know how, um, what happened with Pusha T and his brother. It's funny hearing because you always just heard them on records together and they sound fluidly amazing together. Hearing them separately, you're like, oh shit. Pusha really does have something about him that makes him better than Malice. I think Malice was the better rapper. But something about Push, he's like, damn, you feel everything he's saying and you get it from yep. Popular Thug. Because yep, that's honestly, how, that's how I felt. I was like, damn, I can see how they were like, one day we're going to get you a solo album. <laughs> one day. Man. <laughs> 
it was about time. And yeah, that early, um, I don't, I just go back to a lot of these songs because I went back and this is my first time hearing it again because they took it off of streaming last year and they re put it on there. So the Smells Like Teen Spirit record on there, mm-hmm. that wasn't there when they first released it. That was not there at all. They oh, just added awesome. that. Okay. And it, I'm just still just mind blown by this album still because seeing, I'm still mind blown because again, this is fucking 2001. This is, this is before black people fell in love with Fallout Boy and Paramore. This is before everything. Like you're hearing, and this, this is before Wayne did a rock album. This is before Kid Cudi came out. Right. This is before even NERD really blew up, blew up as like their group. She was, they were doing these sounds for her. And I'm mad that this album never came out because if if you know her discography, well, most people don't. She's really more than just her on the hook of Got Your Money, Milkshake, and Bossy. Yeah. Her first album, her first album, Kaleidoscope, I think that's when she first met um Pharrell and Chad. Because mm-hmm. I think I believe when she did that album, she may have been 19 when she did Kaleidoscope. Yeah, yep. I think yeah, Kalise is pretty young. I think she was only 19 when she did Kaleidoscope. And then there's Tasty, which is more polished sound. It still has those. It still has a very Neptune's vibe, but it's more polished. This is what this is post front. This is post um, clips. This is post them doing records on Justin Timberlake's Justified. This is like kind of the perfect in between ground because at least me, I know a lot of people don't, not a lot of people don't um, lean this way. I've always loved albums where I'm hearing. I always hear like the beauty between. I always, I always like the beauty between the madness because there's something there special that most people will not really hear until they really start going to that sound and mm-hmm. you're not, and you're finally understanding it. Like when people say, Oh, Tyler Creator, he had like this crazy rebrand. I said, no, he's been doing records like these since like 2011. You just always heard the crazy shit, but he always had very soft melodic records where his low ass voice cannot sing at all. So he has to get people on records to sing with him. He's been like, he's been rocking with Pharrell. He's been doing Neptune's like records in between his dark ass albums. And mm-hmm. you just see him slowly, he just seems slowly um, like lean that way. He did actually side note. He did something really slick because a lot of people panned his cherry bomb album. He was going through his YouTube channel and just posting the instrumentals of those like randomly. He would just post one instrumental, another instrumental, but he was labeling different things. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, where you going? He said, man, where are these records? Like when you gonna put, said, when you gonna hop on this? He said, Oh yeah, I hopped on this like three years ago. It's called cherry bomb. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, you think it's fire? Dope. Uh, you can hear me rapping on it three years ago on my whole <laughs> album that was released, you know, everywhere. <laughs> but the same way I feel about Cherry Bomb, I feel about Wonderland. Like, it's this is not a perfect album to me, but it's this nowhere near perfect, but it does have a lot of it does, it does have like a lot of sounds and great records that you still to you start to slowly see people pushing the future. The whole blending of Hip hop, rock, and and like melodies. Do you get it? You get it from this album. Like honestly, part of especially with Post Malone's newest album, I kind of heard because I think they came out this those this re release and Post Malone's album came out the same summer. So I can kind of start oh, wow. <laughs> picking parallels. I'm like, oh yeah, Khalees had like a little di- interesting sound. I I consider Khalees um Khalees to me is like the Black Wind Stefani. 
Okay, yep. Yeah, which she was actually on that album too. She was on the uh, one of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. and because <laughs> ironically, yeah, because Pharrell was all over um, Gwen Stefani's solo album too. It, yep. and but I really do. I really enjoyed this album. I think what was my favorite one? Actually, let me let me go to let me go to the track list and see because I had I was bumping. Not talking about that whole summer. Two years ago, I was regularly playing this album like it was nothing. Yeah, I was like, I, I definitely was like, I'm definitely gonna pick some tracks off this album to add to like favorites because, like I said, I about as soon as I got the intro and I heard "Young Fresh and New," I was like, oh my god, what is Bro, this? I Young played that three times before I even headed to track three. I was like, I was like, this is hard. Like, damn. That, in- <laughs> that intro reminds me when I first heard "In Search of," not the rock version, but the electronic version of "In Search of" for the first time. I was like, damn, what the hell is this? Like you, it's caught, it catches you so off guard, but you like it at the same time. Did that like, okay, young fresh news hard, and then flashback. I said, God damn, she's in her bag. Popular mm-hmm. thug, daddy, scared money is is one of the ones. That's like, damn, scared money, shooting stars. I think your yeah, shooting stars is the one she had to do it with Pharrell. Yeah, that was the one. I remember their chemistry was just so amazing. People actually thought they were together until you found out she was with Nas. They thought for a good minute that they were like together until she started kicking with Nas, and we see how that went. I, yeah, I was like, I, I think that's what kind of taints her, um, I guess, story in the industry the whole Nas relationship, and then them breaking up, and just everybody's just like, oh, yeah, we're still gonna side with Nas, even though it was probably this nigga that was just being toxic yep. and all that. Man, you should have seen like her. She did not have a good reaction when she found out that um her wedding dress was going to be on the Life is Good cover. Yeah. Yeah. She because she didn't know. She didn't like know he still had it. And he used yeah. that for Life is Good. Cause I think that's when they were really breaking up. Mm-hmm. And I think they had been over for like a year or so. Yeah, it's been their Her little story is interesting because she always just has ties to Nas or Pharrell. But. She had a little interesting career on her own. Even the album, even her rec, her uh, music after when she did, uh, I believe the album that take that Bossy was on was called Free World, and I believe the one before is Tasty. Even her albums after that were pretty solid. It was pretty solid, but just her just being oh Khalees, oh yeah, that's Nas's ex. Like that's just one of those things where yeah. it was never gonna be looking good for her. It's like no, I have a whole name, I have a whole career myself. <laughs> this nigga did not make me. Bro, she's talented. That's the craziest shit. Like, she is super talented. There's her her input and influence on even the Neptunes. Pharrell will even tell you that himself. He said he will tell you people that because you think it's like, oh, him and Chad, like they, they are geniuses. These not these niggas are like musical phenomenons. But people like Shay Haley and NERD, who you don't know what he does. But they will never not say, like, nah, like, Shay is one of those guys, like, he is, you would just, if you just saw him, you would think he's just a hype man, because he doesn't, and ad-libs. Yeah. But he brings, like, his input to those records was what makes them what they are. Khalees is kind of the same way. And it's sad, because I, the one thing I would like to see, and I know that's probably never going to happen, because I know the relationship is fucked. With Khalees and I know I don't think Khalees even still really rocks with him anymore like that. I don't think she rocks with anybody. 
if she does not rock with anyone whatsoever anymore. Yeah, I think she just pretty much stays to herself. I did, which kind of side note, I did like her um, show about the edibles and making food with cannabis. I did, like, I did really like that show. Yeah, she did. She was doing that shit. She's cool, man. Like, and I'm telling you, go. You'll start seeing on Twitter. Now the 2000s is an aesthetic again. Now that it's an aesthetic, and then we can we actually have the internet this time. You're gonna see her name. You're gonna see like her name pop up a lot more. You're gonna see young photos of her more, and they look just like what girls are doing now. Yeah, and I was like. I would love to see a girl or some chick kind of redo like even that album cover. I was like that the album cover with her like the hands out and the, the the hair just wild and I was like I was like that, like that is a fire album cover. Like, I would love to see someone you use that with their own fresh take on it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's I would love honestly I would love that too because I. It's, it, it really does make me feel bad at times because I, because crazy, I was a fan of this album. When it hit the re-release, I was sending it to everybody and they had never heard it before. I said, God damn, no one's heard this album. I'm just like the only one who's been listening to it for years. <laughs> and yeah, God. Well, when you said it and I did that, I'm like, hold on, this is an album that I, no one's heard until 2019? This is insane that it was just like a to- 18 years. Like, <laughs> You had to go and find it. Like you had to go through when we were like where we would get album leaks from. You just have to like go and dig and find it. Like go to the the RAR files and hit, like unzip those. That's how deep it was to find this album. Unless again, look, unless you were from the UK and knew somebody out there. Hell, I was trying to purchase a vinyl for it, and it was gonna cost me like a hundred something dollars. Damn. That's how rare it is to find this album. Because you probably got niggas in the stage who think like, oh yeah, Tacey was her second album. Like, no, she had a nah, whole, she had a whole in between. <laughs> 18 tracks and everything. Bro, it's phenomenal records, man. It is god damn, I love this album. I love this album. I even heard um when I'm hearing records like Perfect Day, I think that's when they had um I think she had the band No Doubt on there as a whole when yep. they did Perfect Day. I fell in love with that. I fell in love with that song. It's like, man, people were not really ready to hear a uh, like a black artist experiment with a bunch of sounds on one album because and that's in 01. It still mm-hmm. took. I don't think it. I don't think that's that really hit full circle until this past decade. Yeah. Then like, I don't care anymore. I was like, yo, the fact that like that's the rock influence all throughout that, and then. I heard doing the uh, the live cover of um smells like Teen Spirit. Smells like Teen Spirit. I was like, yeah, it's like at that time, you know, you wouldn't think that a black artist is gonna on a, be on stage doing, <laughs> doing that. a song. It's this one. I was like, to even to the point where, outside of Andre Three Thousand, because he leaned into it so much and they knew how to blend it perfectly. Even then, um, it took years for people to really get. It took years for people to really get um, the love below. When Cuddy first came out, people kind of didn't know what to do with that sound either. I think it really didn't hit until maybe Uzi came out. And that's five, six, no, that's like seven years ago when Uzi first came out. Six, when he first came out. That's from in the NERDs in search of and Kalisa's Wonderland to 2015. That's 14 year gap. This is. 
eat this is one of those and even i think you really listen to the lyrics man this is a very depressing album but the fucking cover is so exciting to look at mm-hmm. and i didn't get a chance to really do a deep dive into the lyrics like i like i was hoping to but i believe i believe there is like a metaphor of alice in wonderland in here somewhere like it's because I feel like the the deeper that you go into the album, the more like dark and depressing it really gets. Especially around, I want to say around um, once digital world hits past that, yeah. it's still a it's still a light album. But you start listening to whatever's going on, like Perfect Day, Easy Come Easy Go, Junkie, Get Even, Mister UFO Man, and Little Susie. Like those are pretty dark ass records. Yeah, like uh, even like Digital World. I was that's what really made me go back and look at the date. I was like, hold on. A song like oh, Digital World came out in 2001. This is a oh, song that gets come out right now because like things you talking about in the song and the fact that like now we're in a digital world now in 2021. And she was singing about all that stuff 20 years ago. And I was like, yo. Yeah, that's when the internet first came out. Like not first came out, but that's when the internet really first like became a, like, that's a, when a internet thing. really first became like a we were like first getting on the internet on that level, but now we're even deeper into it. Yeah, but and also just made me think like, damn, I used to think Roscoe was be the, gonna be the thing back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I used to rock with Roscoe back in the day. Roscoe P. Cold Chain. Oh my god, I when I saw that name, I said, God damn, these are old niggas. <laughs> like these are names that you probably have not seen in a good minute. Yeah, cause uh, I was like the one. It was like it was it was an a Nelly track that, that he was on. It was like uh, was, was that uh, this goes out to the this go. Uh, I think Roscoe was on that one. If you with me, oh, no, not, I, I can't remember what that uh, what that name of that song was. It was like a Nelly track, and he he was on it. Was oh my like, god, Training Day! I think it's called. I think it's called Training Day. Training Day in my hood. Yeah, we're number one. It might be. I was like, yeah, I can't remember, but I, I used to be like, "Yo, Roscoe, that's that's that dude. He he hard." <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" I was like, I, I was like, "This is my like I like yeah." Digital World joke on my joint. The yeah, the Mister UFO man. The fact that <laughs> she's talking about aliens and aliens talking to God and all that. I was like, "Yo, this is kind of deep." <laughs> but you have to remember, like these guys when they got together were. These guys were like the whole Star Trek crew got together. They were like they were truly just nerds, and that's why I, when we were looking back at the when they had Pharrell on Drink Champs, and and what's in a Nori didn't Nori said I didn't I didn't see you a nerd because like Pharrell is cool and social, but but when he explained what he does, like oh he's like yeah I was like the kid in band. We were just like always making music together, like looking at what he likes. Like they were nerds. And they leaned into it heavily. They were just always just really cool too. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's why it's interesting seeing um clip like getting Clips's story about how they got with them because like the clips where they were on some like real hood shit, they were still like slinging crack <laughs> while recording while recording with um with the Neptunes. And like they so they leaned into you having fucking Star Wars references and Star Trek references in two thousand one. When niggas is not really watching Star Wars and Star Trek like that, yeah, they lean heavily into it, and I can see why the label didn't 
think this is going to be a hit. But for the fact it still got like wide acclaim and mm-hmm. no one heard it, I think that says a lot about that to me says a lot about that that album with the reach it had. Yeah, then I also thought it was cool. I, I, I read this article uh, in the Fader with uh, they said his name was Andre Coleman. He was a longtime recording engineer for the Neptunes. He was talking about how recording that album in like the summer two thousand. Uh, Khalees didn't want to pay for studio time, so they rented out a whole house on Virginia Beach, <laughs> uh, where like it was ten bedrooms, but like. She basically had like the whole upstairs uh, to herself. He had his own room. They built. They changed one of the rooms to a studio. Uh, Pharrell had had his own room, and it was like uh, he said Chad didn't stay there, but Chad Chad would come through, and um, they just go in and just start recording and working on music. And how he also talked about how like the recording process of just Pharrell and Chad, because he was like, yeah, we'll be in the middle of doing a song with Khalees and Pharrell will be like, hold on, wait, I just thought of an idea. And he'll come up with like a grinding for <laughs> the clips <laughs> in the middle of them recording and be like, okay, now I got my idea out. All right, let's get back to it. And he was like, the clips would come through and record. He was like, fam, they would come in and record. And it was like, they would just come up with all these other ideas for stuff that came out afterwards, right in the middle of Khalees recording and all that stuff. I'm actually reading it right now. And when you mentioned a fader, it says they were going because studios back then was two thousand a day. They saved money by renting out a house for two thousand dollars a week. Yep. And interesting, I because I remember when they kept talking about um at least when when uh, Missy Elliott she was tweeting talking about how like they recorded records at that time and they were using analog, like literally like the master analog. It was like a master analog yep. that you record on. They said this like the. They said they did Pro Tools recording this whole Wonderland album that wasn't even the standard yet. And that's yeah, how they... they analog for um, the first album, Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, yeah. So it was easy for them to do use Pro Tools and just record like crazy. This is fucking insane. Yeah, because I was like, this Just the fact that... Yo, just two years prior, yo, like the fact that recording the whole recording process changed. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. How even something simple like that can make a difference for an album. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I just keep every time I just I get into like I just have like a lot of Neptune's information in my mind and going through it. And Jesus fucking Christ, these guys are good. Did you see yeah. what? A, what else was I really feeling on this album? The one that I ran back the most when it first when it first came to uh, streaming, it was Flashback. I don't know what something about that record because I definitely that was one of my first summer records when I was just when I was just like sit at home not doing shit when I was in high school because I didn't want I didn't want to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll just be sitting up just listening to music and just hearing shit like that like I'm in the house all day. I may go for a walk if it's not too hot outside. And <laughs> this is I love like when records they they can give you like some sort of nostalgia, even if you weren't really into it at the time. Like I really do love like certain records in this album, especially like flashback flashback, because it does give you now that I'm and now I'm officially in my mid-20s and you're looking up and shit was like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made that's what makes me appreciate that one a little bit. 
more than the others. But I think to me, the better song that I felt was Shooting Star. It's something about it's those chords that the that uh Pharrell uses and Chad that makes me just I can't explain why I've always just been like a big fan of that type of shit. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, the, I guess the whole album just that Neptune sounds. I was just amazed at how incredible. It's just like, why am I still amazed at Neptune's sound? <laughs> it's because their sound is futuristic, man. Yeah, I their think that sound was, is you know, that was two thousand one, and I'm like, yo, this, this is crazy. Their their sound is futuristic because I can play a bunch of their shit. I can go through right. I have a playlist on YouTube and it's just nothing of Neptune's records that they never, they never like released to the public, but they have it like on their SoundCloud or other shit like that. I can be on Ox and play those joints that y'all never heard. And y'all know they will sound brand new. They will sound brand fucking new. That's just kind of how they've been. And that's, yeah, that's just kind of how they've been. So you're blending these guys together without, to me personally, without, them doing like Wonderland because it's like one of Kalisa's like better full projects when she was still using the alternative sound. She kind of mm-hmm. leaned away from it at one point. But during that time, in 01 alternative R&B wasn't really a thing. Yeah, that's it's what not like, like... Now it is. It's like 20 yeah. years later. Yeah, because now you have like artists we have people are throwing the alternative R&B list. There's of course Frank Ocean. Miguel mm-hmm. is leaning into a lot more now. James yeah. Blake. Yeah, there's um, I would throw I would throw Kalila in there. Mm-hmm. I would throw Abra. I would throw um, Georgia Smith is in there at some point. Any of those, any of those artists that you see put like do that. Even um, you can throw SZA in that category. You can throw SZA, early Willow Smith, like in between Willow doing rock and with my hair, she was very into the into the alternative R and B category. Yeah, like she just released like a like a alternative R and B rock type song just recently. Uh, I forgot who's on it, but it's, it's some somebody um, who's on it. Uh, I have to look it up now. But I was like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, Willow Smith. She she's in that category right now. Yeah, and when I heard, like when I heard Willow Smith's new record, I immediately thought of Perfect Day. I was like, shit, this is one of those things. This. She wasn't saying, yeah. When I'm here, when I hear Willow Smith, I'm like, yeah, I can hear. I heard it brought me back to hearing Perfect Day. And it's so here's this thing that I've noticed a lot of a lot of people really say, yeah, um, Travis Barker, yeah, Transparent Soul with Travis Barker and Travis Barker. So here's one thing I'll say about, um, they said, like, what's people like always ask, what's black culture without black culture? I mean, that was what is something considered black culture that people would really consider black. They would list out Paramore. They would list out Fallout Boy. They would probably list out uh, Blink One Eighty Two. I said I because Fallout Boy. And I love. I love. I love. I'll listen to Fallout Boy like it's nothing, and not be ashamed. I don't give yeah. a fuck. But there are guys that they're. It's crazy to say like they're black people behind the scenes, but they're kind of were not to say that they're stealing their shit. But there's like people who were driving forces that like them, that also did other shit too because one thing a lot of people don't know so because i was i was like oh it's Solange's husband i'm like oh that's her ex-husband now he directed a video for dance dance Mm -hmm. so that's why 
if if it has a little bit more rhythm than you expect, it's like it's an, a nigga directed it. I think of Travis Barker worked with damn near every single rapper. Fucking Paul Wall was like his homie. <laughs> like they had like a whole little group. It was like uh, like there's that. I think like Yellow Wolf, he does like a lot of there. Yellow Wolf also. Oh. Yeah, Yellow Wolf is <laughs> we're not gonna talk about going to Yellow Wolf's deep deep dive, but there are those there are those um guys in between again e throw in you got to throw in like neptunes nerd they were big heavily into doing that sound as well because mm-hmm. even what is their one album that they did fuck i can't even remember the name it's their second album i can't remember the name right now but Fuck, it's like bothering me a little bit, but I don't remember the name of the album because it's it's very rock. It's very rock. Have advanced. Uh, oh, fly or die, or CNC. fly or die. That's the That's yeah. It's fly or die. Yeah, fly or die is the one I'm thinking about. Because again, you having black people in the early 2000s who are doing this sound in rock. They're doing rock and alternative R&B sounds. And they, you can, you're, because at that point, I don't think a lot of people really remember. Hip hop was huge. Hip hop was really big, and so was R and B, but not to the point where we could take over the entire charts just on our own merit. Yep. So unless you're more of a traditionalist, unless you're more of a traditionalist, then you weren't really getting there. So unless you're just straight up just like a white artist that just had the pulse on lock, like be a rock pop singer or a rapper that was just very tra- rapper R and B singer that was very traditional. You were kind of, you weren't left out, but you were kind of left out. And that's where the in-betweeners kind of come in because we have to remember there's gym class heroes. Gym yep. class heroes that kind of fall into doing, making like pop or we're talking about like black people making like rock, pop or across a fusion, genre, fusion music. They were big, but not, they didn't have, never had the slot unless they just got like one record off. They were doing that sound. It was as good, but they were just always kind of cooler. That was just kind of mm-hmm. had something naturally just kind of cool about them. They were just like fucking far into the future. Because by the time I really realized who some of these people were, their careers were over at this point. When, which is folks don't know, that's actually Tiger's cousin. <laughs> that's that's how Tiger got put on. Tiger yep. got put on through Travis McCoy. Yep, <laughs> like. But but gym class heroes, it took it took Patrick took them linking with Patrick Stone from Fallout Boy to get them to that level. By the time, by the time, um, Clips was really at their apex. Clips was big, but to the point where their first album kind of went to the wayside and they got shelved. They came back finally four years later and did a phenomenal album. And. Shit, I can I I people I really be fucking forgetting these names of these albums. <laughs> their second album, the one that has Mr. Me Too on it. By the time they did their final album, they're ready to break up. They were ready to break up at that point when Khalees was when people and when more specifically, I want to say our era of I say our era is like my age group because we were um around this time. If you're you're roughly between the ages like 14 to 17, so I'm gonna say somewhere between being born 93 to 96, 
during that era, we were the ones like really listening to alternative music because we were just we were exploring and finding ourselves. Yep. Coming across these artists and you're finding black people doing it, their careers are pretty much done. Like when we most people who found NERD at my age group, they did their last album together. They did their uh, last official album before they came back and did this recent one. Khalees was pretty much out the door at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, who else am I thinking about? Yeah, they were out the door. Clips was doing their last album, then he went to go with he went to go fuck with Ye. And knowing us, and like uh, now you got a lot of people really looking back, said, "Damn, imagine experiencing this in two thousands. Well, experience you got to go out of your way to find that shit back then because it was hard to get that placement. Mm-hmm. Honest reading. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, one, I was like, definitely might as well. I need to talk to Shot. We need to get this uh, Neptune's Pharrell episode off with you. Um, Man, I could, bro, when I tell you, I will, I could just go off on their unreleased records that they did not put out. I have it's on my YouTube, bro. Just got a whole fucking. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to talk to Shot about that. But um, anything else you want to speak about the album? Because it's just like, like I said, I was like, I, th- I thought it was dope, I thought it was amazing. Definitely got to thank you for introducing because I'm like, like I said, when you first said Khalees, one, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to listening to a Khalees album. I've never heard a Khalees album and listened to it. I was like, damn, Bro. this is a great album. Why have I, I never listened to a Khalees album? It's like, this is man. I was like, all I know to... is Milkshake and Bossy. That's all folks knew is Milkshake and Bossy and that she was with Nas. That's it. But yeah. I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell folks, bro. Like now, you're a believer. You're a be- every time I put somebody on the album, they said, "Bro, what, what was I when this shit dropped?" You weren't there. Literally, no one was there. Where was I at? What? what why did I not hear about this album at all? <laughs> no one was. No one was there, bro. Especially, it's when it came back that um, at ComplexCon that that NERD was getting back together, and you finally saw Chad go outside. That's when the conversation about Khalees' Wonderland really came back full circle because, like, okay, we haven't seen these niggas together in like 10 years. What the hell is Khalees? It's kind of like when it's kind of like when Kevin Hart made that joke about Diddy. He said, Where the hell is Craig Mack? That's kind of um, that's kind of the question we was asking. It's like, hey yo, man, we heard we we heard Wonderland. We heard Kaleidoscope. And these are good albums, man. Where the hell is she at? Because we found out we like oh, because we love Milkshake as a joke. We love Bossy. Then we got older and heard the Kaleidoscope and Wonderland. We're like, hey, bro, what the hell? She's good. Like, what happened to her? And she does yeah. not say a word. She does not say a she doesn't speak much about what happened. You just yeah, know that. You just know that like she just doesn't fuck with them, fuck with them like they used to. Like none of them will speak a word about it. Yeah, I think it was, I don't know if it was a breakfast club. It was like some interview I saw from her like within like the last couple of years, and they tried to ask her. She was like, Yeah, I just want to hit talk about what I got going on now. Like, I don't. Like I don't talk to nobody. Like you know, what happened? What happened? You know, let's talk about what's going on. <laughs> no, like, I'm, don't ask me about dude. them. Don't ask me about no Nas. Like let's talk about what I'm working on now. <laughs> dude, man, I'm t- I'm trying to tell you. One of my friends two years ago when we heard the album was streaming, we just kept we were going into like a little deep dive. We were on Reddit. We were trying to find out what happened because the fact that they don't even speak, you will never get Pharrell to talk about Khalees. You will never get Khalees to talk about the Neptunes. You don't know what happened. It was we always just like were rumored that they were like together for a minute before she was with Nas, and they're having them having like a relationship together is what messed up their. It's kind of what messed up like their everything going on. They will never they will never confirm it, 
but that's kind of what the rumors been like they were together and they kind of had like a bad falling out on that level and then it's also rumored that Pharrell's actually the one to introduce her to introduce her to Nas. We don't know what really happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we don't know what happened. We're ne- we may never find out at all. This is like <laughs> when people have their hip hop conspiracies. No, this is on my list of like what happened between <laughs> Pharrell and Khalees because you could watch. They had a if you see photos of them, they had this weird just like chemistry that you can always like. You it just felt it felt. It was so organic and natural, but it just felt like something else was there. And yeah, then they just fall off. Just about how they are as people, I could see them working out as a as a couple. It and just it, seemed like, like y'all just different, but y'all yourselves. Exactly. But we just we'll never find out what happened. So we're just going through just hoping one day we'll figure out what the fuck was going on and why they fell out. Because to me. It's a crime, and I'm glad that Pharrell with um, he's getting he's in production doing other shit again now. He's doing better by artist, and because he I don't think because he's not focused on he doesn't he's not focused on running a label anymore like he used to. I'm glad that he's more so focused on just the creativity aspect of it because yeah, too many people in Star Trek they were so great and ahead of their time their careers never really panned out like they should have. Clips was Clips was the only one that really hit. And that's because mm-hmm. they came when they came back with um well first of all they gave us the fucking craziest beat we ever heard in our lives with grinding. Mm-hmm. And what happened to that boy? If it wasn't for if it wasn't for that and also them doing fuck, I cannot remember the name of the second album by the life of me. Uh Godwoman. Nah, man. The Godwoman was the no first fury. one. Hell hath no, no um Hell hath no fury. That's yeah, the one. No, that's the one right there. Alpha they just happen to really pan out well, but you then you still look up. There's Ad Liver, there's Family, mm-hmm. um, Khalees. NERD was kind of spotty, depending on how you felt about them. Outside of that, they just kind of, they just kind of, they're they were just so fucking forward advancing that getting them, getting them all together with getting somebody behind them, it didn't work out the way that it really should yeah. have. And I'm kind of Taylor. She she was one of the early ones that was signed to them. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. When she, I just found out last week that Buddy was signed signed to them. Um, yep. thanks. To listen to Guap Dad and Rick Ross's interview. I was like, what? Yeah. Buddy, you signed to Star Trek? I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, Buddy was signed to Pharrell back in like 2016. Yeah, he was yeah. signed to him like way back in the day. Tiana Taylor with her record Google Me, she was signed to Star mm-hmm. Trek at that time too. Yeah, man, they were, these guys know how to find talent. It's we don't know why it fell apart and. It's not like it's not like with the good music falling apart or with Young Money. Like we know why that shit fell apart. Star Trek is like yo, because they let them put they they're constantly putting out music, but this because since they were indie and you had to sign to other labels, kind of like how TDE does, how how good does. Yeah. You also had to sign to another label. They these artists are so fucking experimental, and you have to really put money in it. There's no internet to really just push your records for you. I can see how it's tough to try to push a Khalees record in 2001. Except just boss, not boss, more bossy too, but milkshake. It's very, it's cut. It's a cut and dry Neptune's beaten record. It's yeah. kind of like, um, hollow. It's kind of like hollow Batgirl. It's just very, just yeah. cut and dry, repetitive. And it, it hits. Yeah. 
none of the records in Wonderland was like that. They never, they weren't going to give you a hit record. I cannot tell you what a single on this album would have been. Probably Young Fresh New. That may be the only one. Yeah, I can't tell you on Wikipedia. Like that was just the only single from the album, <laughs> bro. Like nothing. Like that's there's no singles here. This is an album perfect for streaming. Or if this is definitely perfect internet. Oh hey, check out this artist and they're making dope shit. And you see the videos, like oh yeah, these guys are ill. That's them. That's what she mm-hmm. is. And but yeah, that's my thoughts on Wonderland and the and sort of the career on Kalis. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I appreciate you doing this with, for me, bro. Like this again, introduce me to the album. Um, you just want to you know, give the folks your social media and all this stuff and how all they right. can find you and all the podcasts and everything you got going on. All right. Um, you see, my name is Ivy's Podcast. You can literally search Ivy's Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ivy No Carter. Literally, Ivy No Carter, like Blue Ivy. Find me on there. Find me on Instagram at the Ivy Films. And for those, like I said, I do I talk about a lot of things. We've been doing a sports series on the playoffs. You can hear my ahead of you can hear my basketball takes. And I will get back to doing movies and shit soon. I'm working on something, a special episode to kind of I've been working on a very special episode um that I'm waiting to put out because it's taking me a long fucking time to do it. I didn't think it was gonna take me this long to do that shit. So now that Loki's back, you're going to catch me talking about Loki. So you can check me out on there, all platforms at I, uh, Find Me on Ivy's Podcast. So if you like to hear comics, movies, TV, sports, you can find all that shit for, um, on my show. Yeah, yeah. And this is your boy Smiles. You can find me at JW Smiles. You can follow this podcast at M-U-S-I-C-M-P-U-L-S-E. Don't forget to check out the Shot versus Smiles at Shot V-S-S-M-I-L-E-Z. Um, you know, follow us, Spotify, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't know what, I think I said that already. But hey, just follow us on all the streaming stuff and all that, you know, and we out. And there's another episode of the Music Impulse. It presents... The classic experience, and we out. Yep.